Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Well, my next guest is Frank McCatherine of OmniAlert. He's the Vice President of Enterprise Solutions. And Frank has worked within the club industry for over a decade, helping clubs implement innovative safety technologies. Frank's passion for life safety extends into his personal life as he volunteers his time to organizations with the mission of providing severe weather safety preparedness and awareness information to the public. Without further ado, Frank, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you very much, Gabe. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and uh, you know, have the opportunity to educate the industry a little bit. Yeah, thank you very much. And the first question I have for you, Frank, is why should clubs be implementing emergency notification systems? Yeah, it, it's a great question, and I've actually learned a lot from your listeners. They are the experts in this field. They're on the ground every day. So over the past decade, I've had a ton of mentors who are probably part of uh, your listenership here, and uh, they've really been the ones who have sort of driven the direction of of technology based upon their needs. And so really what it comes down to I think is is four things. Uh, The reasons why clubs are implementing this type of technology now. Number one, it's obvious, emergency communications. People want to be able to bring that emergency response plan to life that they've spent so much blood, sweat, and tears putting together. And then how do you actually actualize it, right? They want to be able to prepare for every scenario imaginable and then basically activate that emergency response in in seconds. They recognize the need that getting information out during the most dire times, and in some cases not the most dire times, but uh, be able to reach those the right people at the right time to ensure life safety, and just as important, maybe not as important, but pretty important to clubs is uh, property security. So um, that is kind of the driving theme, but then There's also a reality out there. Number two would be, it's all about member experience. Club leaders are looking to exceed their members' expectations for strong, reliable communications. And really implementing emergency notification system really aligns with the club experience and with what members expect from, uh, and they, they actually receive in their, in other aspects of their lives. A lot of these, members are, are are parents and they receive these alerts from their child's universities or schools. Uh, they get them through other channels. So club aligning, you know, that member experience with other aspects of life is pretty important. Yeah. And then the other, the other two are really, you know, probably the ones that we, we don't think about too often, emergency communications and member experience. It probably goes hand in hand, but there are, there are many operational efficiencies that clubs can gain from implementing a solution. And getting the word out quicker can reduce actual losses, um, can provide some operational value. You know, protecting the brand is, is pretty important for, for clubs and what I've learned. Um, maybe something I didn't know 10 years ago, but pretty important. And then the, the fourth is really, you know, some people are being reactive and that's okay. That's okay. Um, they realize now that there's there's legal compliance to doing this. There's um, requirements to warn employees, not necessarily members, but warn your employees uh, when 
when when some bad stuff is happening. You have to, and then you also have additional responsibilities and exposures when minors and guests are on property. So, mm. you know, you take all those under the summary of sort of emergency communications, but I think, you know, most clubs look at it uh, probably as a, a, a bar stool, four legs of it, and how can they reap as much benefit out of implementing a safety solution as possible. Yeah, uh, I, I imagine so for sure. And we've had a number of clubs that had had some problems the last few years. I know there have been some flooding down in those clubs in uh, Texas and Louisiana. We've had hurricanes here in Florida. What are some of the more recent in- incidents that come to your mind, Frank? And give us a little history of the a- applicability to private clubs, if you might. Absolutely, and I think it, I think it probably would benefit us to uh, take a step back, maybe you know, twelve, fifteen years, and recognize that there's been some landmark incidents that have happened in in the world of emergency notifications. Uh, first and foremost, uh, most of us are familiar with the Virginia Tech massacre. And um, that really was a, uh, a time where technology, and especially text messaging, was coming into, uh, into play for, for a number of us in our, our lives. And, and the question was, could have notification gotten out more. And I think the answer is, has, has been resolved that if there was a system in place, uh, the potential to save lives uh, would have increased. And so colleges at that time, uh, through a federal law, there's a federal law, it's called the Cleary Act. And the Cleary Act requires schools, uh, public institutions, private, private institutions, to have a, an emergency notification system and required to warn people when there's a an incident that could potentially have an impact of of human life or of human injury and required by law i think a lot of, although that's higher education they were really the early adopters shortly thereafter many other verticals or uh types of businesses started implementing clubs being one and Hospitals jumped on board very quickly, private and, and other public venues, manufacturing facilities and everything else. Any, any, any place of employment or any place where people gather has uh, these challenges. And I think today more and more club leaders recognize that clubs are not immune from having, uh, having incidents happen. Um, some of the most hor- horrific, sure, and then some others that just may impact uh, operations. Recently, we've, we're, we're all aware of the hurricanes and uh, severe weather that impact uh, clubs and have impacted clubs over the past, past many years. We're seeing a, a large interest in the Carolinas that were impacted by the hurricanes of last year and the Mid-Atlantic. And uh, then there's, there's other you know, high-profile incidents that are in the news. We can all read about them where you know, some wrongful death lawsuits have, have been uh, promoted towards clubs where they uh, claim that they have the duty to keep the public safe and they fail to take steps to warn the public of unsafe conditions. Mm. And uh, whether right or wrong, those lawsuits are out there and they're going to definitely set a precedent uh, in our industry. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, right here in Florida, I know that that uh, security guard at that school um, at, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, uh, he didn't act and he's actually getting prosecuted for a uh, failure to act. So 
this is something people really need to take seriously because a failure to act or not having a plan in place could mean lawsuits and we don't want that to happen. And uh, you mentioned, you know, hurricanes, you know, you used to be that really people thought, you know, Florida and, and maybe, you know, the Gulf air states like Louisiana and Texas were the, the main targets. But now you see these hurricanes moving up the East coast all the way up into New York and New England. And, um, you know, I think all sorts of clubs need to really take that seriously as well. So let's talk about some of the logistics and how this actually takes place. You know, how does how do, how how do you get the message to your members or to your staff when an emergency takes place? Yeah, the innovation continues with technology, right? So it, it used to be once again just text messaging. Uh, you know, in the college phase, right? The college students were text messaging before uh, any of us old folks were, and that was a great way to get it, right? Instead of installing sirens or voice activated notification systems in all buildings, right? How do you get the message out quickly? And text was a really good way, but the innovation continues today and it's extremely sophisticated yet easy to implement. It's much more than sending a text message, uh, you know, for any scenario imaginable, a, uh, a club can pre-plan for, let's say a, a weather incident, pre-plan their messaging, and uh, they can actually initiate it and say, for instance, okay, a severe storm, thunderstorm warning is coming through. I need a certain message to go to my members. Okay. Club is closed because we're under a tornado warning. means we have zero time. Warning means you have zero time. We have zero time. Club is closed. Do not come on property. That's, that's what it is. Um, another message could go out to our pool staff to secure the chase lounges, to put the umbrellas down, whatever it may be. Another message could go to our golf course superintendent uh, that uh, basically says, hey, everyone with your phones on who's cutting uh, uh, the lawn, uh, the, the hole, the grass on hole 13, like make sure you go out and get them because something bad's coming. So a predefined series of actions, series of messages can be initiated really with a simple press of the button these days. So, yeah, a text message to all members, message to first responders in certain cases, uh, launch of a conference call in case it's super severe and you need to get all those key response team members on a call. You could have the clubhouse digital signage updated uh, with a banner that says, you know, club is closed, do not go outside, everyone take secure shelter, that type of thing. And, you know, the, the possibilities are endless, really of this, that simultaneous notification to a multitude of endpoints. Yeah. It's all done via common protocols now. Text, right. email, telephone, social media, desktop alerts, alert beacons, right? Get get a message to your club app, outdoor sirens firing off, fire alarms. You wouldn't want to do that for every situation or scenario, but for the most severe, you may want to. Right. Yeah, totally. Do you think, you know, I ask this because I'm kind of a tech buff, do you think at some point that artificial intelligence will play a role in this whole process? Because uh, I got to think that, you know, if an emergency happens, you know, and people start panicking, the person that might be responsible for actually sending the messages may, may in fact, uh, you know, forget what they need to actually do. And uh, do you think that artificial intelligence might play, play a role in this someday? Well, I think what you're talking about, yes. Uh, yes, initially to your question, then let me clarify a little bit. Number one, if, if, if clubs and all organizations pre-plan, define their messaging, uh, define their actions that they're going to take when scenario X happens, uh, then 
you're going to minimize that human uh, interaction or failure while somebody's under duress. Sure. So then to your point, how do you have AI or how do you have automation involved? So currently, uh, we, through common protocols, uh, can automatically initiate alerts. So think about if you have an access control system at your club and that access control system has been compromised somehow. How do you get an alert out to all the, all the appropriate people? That's probably not a message that you send out to all members, but to all leadership and all staff and all security that you may have, uh, that's pretty important to, to get out. So without a human having to say, oh, hmm, there's an access control issue, let me type up a message and send it out, those systems can now talk and it can be automated. Mm-hmm. Same thing with weather. We're talking a lot about weather here. Uh, about 50% of clubs in in the United States have lightning safety or lightning detection uh, or notification equipment installed. Instead of just the, uh, the PGA golf professional getting the message or a horn going off, you, it, let's connect those systems so that members who are not even on site uh, know that the golf course is closed to the lightning so they don't drive 20 minutes to the club and then you know, the, the personnel get an earful for not being notified that the club was closed. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that automation is already, is, 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 is already there. Now you go, you're taking it to the next step, which is really fascinating in artificial intelligence. And, uh, there's definitely technology that's being developed now whereby, you know, with facial recognition and some other things, and maybe not even facial recognition, but things like, how do you determine if that person is carrying an umbrella or that person is actually carrying a weapon? And being able to identify that weapon, that, that is not an umbrella, that's a weapon, and then notify the proper people, that type of stuff is actually being developed uh, oh. today. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a pretty, pretty interesting yeah, field. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, even if it's just let's let's use lightning as the example, you know, whereas the in the National Weather Service, you know, says there's a lightning strike, boom, that then it, it sends a notification right to the, you know, the golf members or something. Um, you know, I, th- I see that happening down down the line for sure. Now, how do, how does in in practice Omni Alert work then? Or do you come in and do the consulting uh, to set these systems up and work with existing systems that clubs have, or do you install your own system? How does it all work, Frank? So we are a software as a service, right? So a SaaS company. And, um, you know, more often than not, what we're going to help clubs do is take that emergency binder that they may have it sitting on their shelf right behind a desk that may have a little bit of dust on it. We basically take that and help them actualize it. So they've already done all this planning that's in a binder. When you're under duress, you have no, you have no time to pull that binder out and figure out what you got to do. You need to take that and actualize it. So what we do is uh, help them take each of those scenarios that they plan for, ingest that into our, 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 our web-based software, and um, then at moment's notice, they can actualize it, right, by pushing a button, uh, initiating those scenarios, uh, getting that communication out. Of course, you may have not planned for every communication, so you also ha- or, or every scenario, uh, you also have the ability to do the free form, right? So any, anything that's happening, okay, I do have a couple of minutes. This is not life-threatening. Let me send a message out uh, so that everyone's aware of what's happening. The important thing in, in, in any emergency is getting the message out first. You don't have to have all the details with it, but you do need to have guidance. So uh, our expertise is really taking that binder 
or number of pieces of paper that you may have on your desk that you've developed. It's not in a binder yet and may, uh, basically actualizing it into technology. All right. So let's, let's uh, continue down that, that path. Let's say I've got uh, a club app already, maybe one of the club essentials or somebody built that app for me. Do you then link into that app or are you building a secondary app that goes onto a phone or, or a piece of software? How does that work, Frank? A, a little bit of both. So, for instance, if, if, if a club says, listen, we, we want all of our communication going through our Club Essentials app or, or another club app that we've had developed, that's perfect because uh, it's not just our system just doesn't do the text messaging. We also, in, in this case, uh, if that app is able to accept an RSS feed, which most apps are, um, you know, it would act the same way. It would trigger a push notification on that app that people could read what that message was, right? So all through common protocols, uh, in some cases, certain other devices would require a different type of feed, like what's called common alerting protocol protocol or CAP, which Mm -hmm. is a standard alerting uh, technology that's out there. Um, But yeah, it's really, the goal is to be able to connect to any device out there through those common protocols. And the example you were given, pretty straightforward. Most apps can accept the feed and that feed then promotes that app. So now you've got another endpoint for people to get their messaging. Doesn't always happen. If it's not critical, maybe you don't do a text, right? You just push it to the app at that point. Got it. And what if you don't have an app, then it goes right into your, that's where you're saying it goes right into your notification system. Cause like, I know if there's a hurricane approaching here, I'll get the emergency notification on my phone automatically. Is it something like that? Uh, it, it would be something like that. You know, those, those um, that come from the federal government or state government at certain times, they can basically take over your phone, right? right. Whether you're subscribed or not. Yeah. In this case, uh, in the case that we're talking about for, for a club, a standard implementation would be basically inputting all of your uh, club's uh, contact information, whether that be members mm-hmm. or, or just employees. Some people want to just implement employees and other people want everyone. And, and that would include mobile telephone numbers. Sometimes you may want to phone call them or telephone them. Uh, it, it really depends upon you know how the club wants to operate. But if you get everyone in the system and then you have the ability to push notifications however you want, in certain cases, you're not going to do it everywhere. Non-critical, you may just send an email, right, to everyone through the system. Right. In other cases, you're going to hit them no matter where they are and what they're doing to give them as much advance notice as possible. Right. Does that make sense? It does. So you're not you're not necessarily sending a push notification through an app. You're sometimes doing it via like a text message then in, the, in, a, in a case where a club doesn't have an app. You, you, you've got that exactly right. It, and, and it may be dependent upon the scenario too. So mm-hmm. an active shooter type of situation, you're getting it out to everywhere. You're going to push it right. to an app if they have an app. You're going to send sure. a text message. You're doing an email. You're taking over digital signage. You're, you're going to get the word out. Get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Or get and down, the, I guess. There's three things. In fact, I think Alan Kotz, when he was on the show, there's, there's a, was it run, hide, or fight, I think it was. And he talked about that. <laughs> so I guess maybe you've got three buttons there on the emergencies, on the emergency broadcast, depending on what, be, what, what you want to do there. Um, now, the uh, I think that's important. That's an important uh, designation because on a club app, for instance, you've got to allow the iPhone software or Android software. You have to allow it to receive notifications, and so 
you know, a text message obviously has to come through one way or the other. Whereas if, if you, if you haven't enabled notifications, there, there's a little problem there. Is that right? You've got it right. That's a little bit of a downfall of an app only type of solution for notifications, right? Because, uh, number one, you're going to have, uh, adoption rate issues. Not 100% of your members or your employees are going to have that downloaded. Right. Number, number two, they're not going to all turn on alerts or notifications. Uh, and, uh, number three, um, you know, it's, uh, we are trained more as people to look at text messages. We're all in there every day as opposed to push notifications. I have some apps that, um, I'm embarrassed to say that I have, uh, double digit, uh, red badges on them because I just, I haven't gone into them, right? They're right. not critical to me. Yep. Text message comes through. I know it's critical. Non-critical can go through that form or it can go through email, right? Uh, for instance, a, a hurricane. Hurricane, we usually are going to have three to five to 10 to 15 days notice that something's coming. If somebody doesn't know it within the hour of uh, hitting the coast, there's probably more issues, right? Than getting that message through. So, um, you know, critical notifications, um, you're going to get out as many endpoints in many ways to people as possible and uh, non-critical, you know, you could utilize that push. But we're, we're much more trained as a society to look at our text messages versus uh, going into every single app. Right? Sure. Right. You may or may not check your email and that sort of thing. So I guess that's the Omni and yeah. Omni alert. That's the uh, it's an Omni channel solution, it sounds like. So that's that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. You've, you've got it. Omni means every. So every alert possible, every single way. You alluded to this, the fact that there's some clubs out there that may have an emergency action plan in place already, um, or at least there's a few papers maybe sitting on someone's desk. So what are some of the best practices in aligning that emergency action plan into a response plan? You know, I think, I think the, if you have it on paper in a binder, you know, the first thing is, 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 let's exercise it. I mean, in, in the sports world, right, we never go out. If we go out and play a game without practicing the plays that we're running, we're probably not going to be that successful, right? So uh, one of the most important things to do is is test run that plan. Uh, test run it. You, you have to do exercises. You may want to bring in some outside resources. Many local law enforcement agencies are more than happy to come on board and, and uh, on-site and help you run through those exercises because they know then they will be more successful if something happens to you. They will be more uh, familiar with your facility. They will know what your plans are. And um, so I would I would highly suggest that people run through those plans and then also run through the test of the communication of those plans, right? When you do actualize it um, and practice it regularly. If you're not practicing those things as, as a staff, it doesn't mean you have to get all the members involved, um, but as a staff, it's it's uh, it's really really important so that people know. Okay, this is the way the communication is coming through. If the communication is coming through, I have to take certain action, and um, you know I have to do it with speed because uh, things are at stake when I get this message. So just as if we practice a sport, whether it be golf or swimming or football or soccer, right? Play, you know, run through those plans, practice them, and uh, you will improve. You will find holes, and then you can improve. It's a never-ending investment. And I'm not trying to scare people about time or anything, but 
I'm not sure there's much more uh, that anything is more important than practicing this and continuously improving it. Because what we developed 10, 12 years ago as our plans probably is not appropriate today. Absolutely isn't. And, and the way we get notified of things has certainly changed in the last 10 years. People used to have beepers not too long ago. So uh, it's just always changing. Sure. Technology is always changing. I don't, this again, my being a, a tech person myself and a bit of a armchair futurist, I don't think that we're going to have phones like that we have them now, you know, with screens like that. I, I think that's going to be a thing of the past in the next five years as well. Um, but I might be in the minority camp there in that thought. <laughs> but things are definitely going to change one way or the other. Um, now, you guys have a, a pretty cool video series that you've put together. Can you talk a little bit about that, Frank? We we do. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, we have a video series called America's Safe Campuses. And, uh, you know, I definitely would, would uh, direct all of our friends in the club space to to head on over to omnilert.com forward slash videos. Try to make it as short as sweet. O-M-N-I-L-E-R-T dot com forward slash videos. And there, you know, I think it'll give a lot of the listeners if they're looking for a better understanding or visualization of kind of what we're talking about and appreciation of how clubs are using an emergency notification system. Uh, One of the clubs uh, along uh, in the Carolinas uh, Dewey's Island in South Carolina uh, was kind enough to share with the industry how they are using it, how it benefits uh, them and their residents and their members and uh, how it helps with operations. So, uh, yeah, if everyone wants to better visualize or understand, I think that would be a great resource to go and, and check it out. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And the other thing that you've got, uh, like a free gift for our audience, is um, the magazine that you guys put out, Critical Mass. You're going to do something special for listeners of Private Club Radio. Tell us about that. Yeah, as as you've already sort of mentioned, advancements in organizational safety initiatives and technology and notification technologies are always changing. And uh, they're opening up new possibilities in critical communications that are applicable to the club industry. The magazine Critical Mass, it'll provide uh, your listeners with uh, best practice sort of blueprints and considerations for implementing an emergency notification solution for their club. Every club is different. No club is the same. You can't rubber stamp something out there, right? It just doesn't work. So, But I think given the blueprints and uh, things to consider is important. So uh, if if your listeners want to get a copy of that, we'll, we'll send one out in the mail. I just, once again, try to make it short and sweet. Send an email to info, I-N-F-O, info at omnilert.com with your name, the club name, and your mailing address. We'll send a hard copy out to you. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have private club radio on the subject line. But if you forget that, that's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll figure it out and get it. Uh, you know, that's it. We'll yeah. give you a hard copy and you'll have uh, some best practices to start from. That's awesome. Yeah. What a, what a cool gift. Thank you for doing that, Frank. And we really appreciate it. So if, if clubs want to maybe start on this process or at least start doing some due diligence and see how OmniLert can help, what should they do? I would suggest that we use that same uh, email address and just say, Frank, Hey, I'd like to talk to you or, or one of your, uh, one of your experts, uh, info at OmniLert.com. It will get to me and I will respond. I know a lot of your listeners 
and uh, I'd love to reconnect with some of them, work together uh, a lot to uh, promote safety. CMAA has done a great job in the past, and uh, the National Club Association has done a great job in uh, sort of highlighting safety. And so, uh, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to w- work with a lot of your listeners. So best way is probably info at omnialert.com so that uh, I don't have anyone have to try to spell my name. <laughs> it's not that difficult. It's not like Aloisi or anything, Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you got me there. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. Frank, I really enjoyed the chat and look forward to learning more. Go, I'm going to go check out those videos myself and, and I'm going to get a copy of that magazine. I, I invite all our listeners to do that. So Frank, thanks so much for being on Private Club Radio. Gabe, it's a pleasure. Thank you for all that you're doing for the club industry. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.